In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Today is called Bible Sunday because of the emphasis placed on the Word of God. The main themes of the Collect and Epistle are comfort and hope, that we, through patience and comfort to the Scriptures, might have hope. However, the Bible and the season of Advent also remind us that the Word of God makes us uncomfortable before it comforts us. As Hebrews says, quote, The word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open." to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. God created the world in the beginning and said, let there be light, and there was light. God created the world by his word. As the psalmist says, quote, he spoke and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. However, one part of God's creation did not obey God's word. God created man in his own image as the crowning glory of the creation. He set the first humans in paradise as rulers to be kings and queens of the earth. Among all the pleasures of paradise, God forbade but one. God spoke to man, and it was not done. God commanded them, and it did not stand fast. It is our natural tendency to replay in our own lives the scene of Genesis 3. We know God's commandments, but we rationalize how they do not apply in our particular situation how the prohibited thing actually looks good and how ungenerous God is to withhold it from us. God speaks to us and it is not done. God commands us and it does not stand fast. In this way, we perpetuate the guilt, shame, and fear that characterize the human condition. To be saved from sin by the death of our Lord Jesus Christ requires that we first acknowledge and confess this inherited and chosen state of disobedience. This is to say, we must be made uncomfortable by God's word before the same word can comfort us with the promise of life. We must be convicted of sin before we can confess and be forgiven. Being a Christian assumes we've had this experience of repentance and faith at some point in time in our lives. We call this conversion of the heart. 
the church has never believed that it is enough merely to be baptized, go to church, and go through the motions of the Christian faith. We must actually repent, put our faith or trust in Jesus Christ, and begin to live in a new way. There is no comfort or hope apart from this experience of conversion. The experience of conversion is not an isolated, one-time experience. It is the ongoing experience of life in Christ. The liturgy teaches us this. Who will be comforted by God's favor and goodness communicated to us through the grace of the Blessed Sacrament each week. Only ye who do truly and earnestly repent ye of your sins, enter in love and charity with your neighbors, and intend to lead a new life. The invitation and confession are preceded by the liturgy of the word. As we hear the word of God, in a new way each week. New light is shed on our behavior and motives. We grow in our experience of repentance. We grow in our discomfort in order that we may be comforted by God in new ways. The nature of our repentance changes over time. If we claim to be Christians, our lives should be free from the habitual practice of open and willful sin. We should not be habitually dishonest in business or relationships. We should be abstinent outside of marriage and faithful within it. We should be committed disciples who are faithful to gather with the community on the Lord's Day and faithful to live a Christ-centered life of prayer. We should have a ministry, a sense of how we are using our gifts to advance the kingdom. We should be faithful stewards, returning the tithe to God and being generous with what God has given us. If any of these things are lacking, we need to hear the words of our Lord in Revelation, quote, Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works. As repentance grows beyond the first principles of discipleship, we begin to see the more subtle ways sin creeps into our lives. We confess sins committed in the emotion of the moment when we drift away from prayerful recollection. We confess patterns of thought that have become captive to the way the world thinks and do not reflect the mind of Christ. We confess slothful habits of behavior and ordinary selfishness. We confess the subtle ways that pride, envy, covetousness, anger, lust, gluttony, manifest themselves in our lives. 
This ongoing experience of repentance is best cultivated not by reviewing lists of sins, but by the regular habit of reading the Bible in the context of prayer, by learning how to hear the word of God and take it to heart day by day. We tell people to pray the daily offices of morning and evening prayer, which include an annual cycle of reading through the Bible. The purpose of this discipline is to create a framework for a regular conversation with God. In prayer, we regularly talk to God. Through habits of Bible reading, we learn to hear what God is saying to us. For example, a day of rushing from one duty to the next might culminate in the praying of the evening office. In the lessons for the evening, God may confront a particular attitude, behavior, or thought that sort of crept in during the course of the day. Conviction of sin leads to confession, to renewed behavior, which leads to the experience of grace, which fills us with comfort and hope. The Christian who has no daily habit of prayer and Bible reading has no way to process the realities of daily life faithfully. He has no way to answer the temptations of the world, the flesh, and the devil with the truth of God's word and the experience of forgiveness and peace. And there's also a great danger of being deceived. When we do not hear God's word, we may become comfortable with patterns of behavior that are not faithful. The Bible continually warns God's people about the danger of practicing religion without the prophetic power of God's word. It is not enough to be religious or spiritual. We must hear the word of God and we must do it. The message of Advent is, repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We may confess any number of particular incidents of sin, but we ought also to confess the failure to live according to a faithful pattern of discipleship. The chief discipline of the Christian life is prayer and the reading of Holy Scripture. On Bible Sunday, let us renew our commitment to read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest the Word of God. Let us allow ourselves day by day to be made uncomfortable by God's Word so that we may be continually comforted by the promise of forgiveness, resurrection, and eternal life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.